right, so uh, we're continuing with uh, the I Know What You Did Last Summer series. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of Beware the Board. It's our continuation episode of I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, the sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer, which you guys just heard last Friday. So, um, welcome back. Hope you're doing good. Bob's not talking right now and doing this intro because he's been chewing a sandwich, and now he's sensually sipping from his Arizona. Okay, so, um, I guess we're just gonna get into it because Hold it's, on! It, Hold it's the brake, like you son of a bitch! Three seconds since our last recording, and I, I don't really have anything new to share. Shut up. The only reason I was eating that sandwich is because this son of a bitch right here Decides he's just going to randomly clap and start the show when I'm not ready. He does it every episode, and I'm tired of it. That wasn't random. I, like, gave you some time. You looked me in the eyes as I was shoving a sandwich <laughs> in my mouth and clap. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't paying that much attention. I didn't know you were eating a sandwich. <laughs> Get some help. <laughs> Get some help. <laughs> All right. We can continue the episode now. All right. Well, um, came out in 1998. So okay. if you remember the last one came out in 1997, so there's a very quick turnaround here. How exciting. Description. You ready? Mm-hmm. What did I say about witnesses? <laughs> that, one, that was good. Oh. Uh, it's an hour and 40 minutes long. God damn it. Why are they so long? It's rated R. That, at least that's good. IMDb gave it a 4.7 out of 10. Okay. Tomato Meter gave it a 7%. Seven <laughs> and audience score twenty nine. Okay, look, the last one had really low scores too, but they were like forty across the board almost. I think they were like fifty across the board. It was forty. Mm, middle high. In fact, it evens out to about a five because IMDb gave it a five point eight, and the lowest score was a forty one. I digress. <laughs> That's possibly saying ignore that I was wrong. No, I mean, I guess I just mostly pay attention to the first number you give me. Which like, was, oh. like, basically a six and not no, a no, four. No, 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 <laughs> That's not what I mean. I mean, like, when you give me the percentages, I go, oh, 40, 50. Like, I keep it, like, you know what I mean? This is the reach, but okay. So when I think of that, I was like 40%. This one performed much worse. Yeah. <laughs> and I, look. But I can tell you which one you're going to like more. It's gonna be this one. No fucking way. <laughs> it's gonna be this one, Bob. I was about to say, you know, I'm I'm ten. I beat. I can't even talk right now because I'm so startled from the intro. <laughs> I tend to enjoy the second films in franchises a lot because they're always just so, like, different. I guess. Like, I love Halloween too. That's like my favorite movie. Well, let me put it this way. I'm not sure if you're going to like this film because it's going to blow you out of the water. That's not what I mean. Because it's good. <laughs> I'm just like a fan of seconds in films in general. Mm-hmm. That's just like a thing about uh, me. I don't I know why. Th- I think that's just more luck that we've gotten sequels that are very different tonally. Mm. Okay. not the very common horror trope of, wow, it's the sequel that's exactly the same. <laughs> mm. Is that a thing? Oh, I guess my that is God, what, yeah. Well, it's kind of what Friday did. It's what most movies do. Okay. All right, awards. Uh, five wins and seven nominations. I think that got more wins and nominations than the first one. But not all wins are good, Bob. That a win's a win. A dub's a dub, Benjamin. <laughs> but 
<laughs> but sometimes <laughs> you play shitty games and you uh, win shitty prizes. Okay. No, that's fair. I All just right. thought that was funny. Uh, notable actors, uh, Brandy Norwood as Carla Wilson. Uh, she played Leia in Osmosis Jones. Oh, I haven't seen Osmosis Jones in a very long time. But at least you've seen it. Yeah. No, I watched it as a kid. Mickey Pfeiffer as Tyrell Martin. Uh, he played Andre and Dawn of the Dead. That's the remake, Bob. I was very confused. Uh, Matthew Settle as Will Benson. I uh, played Ronald C. Spears from Band of Brothers. He was only on six episodes in 2001. Uh, Bill Cobbs as Estes. He was Grandpa Booker in The People Under the Stairs. Oh, that doesn't sound fun. Jennifer Esposita as Nancy. He played Susan Raynor from The Boys. So on six episodes between 2019 and 2020. I'm trying to remember who that is. My brain can't comprehend. Benjamin Brown as Derek the Dockhand. Uh, he played Mokomba uh, from Omba Mokomba. Okay. From what I could find, it was a little confusing, but I think he was on 27 episodes of the show, because I think that might have been all there was between 1997 and 1999. Um, it was like an animal nature show on oh, Disney in the 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah, good, good decade. And um, I'm going to strangle you. John Hawked as Dave. Played Teardrop in Winter's Bone. I've heard of that as well. Have Isn't you? that a horror movie? Or is that like a crime movie? I can't remember. Are you sure you've heard of that movie? I think so. Or are you just thinking it's something else? Because that that wouldn't be the first time Bob has done that. I might just be thinking of something else, but I'm, I don't know. I'm always doubtful when you go, I've heard of that. What is that about? I don't know. <laughs> because like sometimes my brain just connects things that don't actually exist. <laughs> That's I don't know how else to put that, but all right. The director is Danny Cannon. Oh, different director. He also directed Judge Dredd. What? <laughs> that is not a good movie. <laughs> uh, and the writer is Trey Calloway. Uh, he's responsible for 126 episodes of CSI New York uh, between 2007 and 2013. Okay. Budgets estimated at 65 million dollars. Oh. <laughs> That is so <laughs> much money. Yeah, the last one was what? Like was 17 million? Yeah. So they were like, well, think about how much money the last one made. I don't like, care. How many multiple times the budget the last one made? I don't care. So they were like, all right, we're going to quadruple the budget. You should never give a movie that much money. Well, actually, I think a lot of movies get that much money. Nowadays. I don't care. Like any of the Marvel movies? But that's different. That's a hundred percent different. Is it though? Okay. By today's look, 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 okay. I get that the last movie made a lot of money. I understand right. that concept entirely. They're throwing so many eggs in this one horror meta slasher basket. But that's that's the model for movies nowadays. You put all your eggs in one basket. You should ne the basket is not stable enough to hold all these eggs, Ben. But it looked like it was stable. This basket has so many holes in it. No, it had no holes in it. It was perfectly great. And that's why they made so much money, Bob. No, okay. They made so much money. I was I was so worried. Um, I just they assumed actually it was made, bad. If we're using that analogy, so much money um, that the basket broke and the all the eggs broke as well uh, no. because they only made $40 million. Ah, see, I was right. I was right. <laughs> yeah, but there's, it does decent. Like when you paid sixty five for well, the movie? No, but if they'd only spent seventeen million like the last movie, it would have been great. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> These fools. 
Right. Ah! I'm look okay. I, all I'm saying is, and this is just something that I firmly believe in. Right at this moment, <laughs> right at this moment, and no other time in my life or yes. since. Uh huh. It just seems like such an error to put all your eggs in a in a basket like that. When it like I understand movies do that, like big tent pole, silver blockbuster thing. Understandable. I get I get why they do that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But horror as a genre has never. Especially at that point in the 90s, the only movies that had really done that were the previous one of this and Scream. So it's just like, with a genre that's not like super mainstream like that, you just can't put all your eggs into one movie like that. Like, I get if you do that with action movies or comedies, because that's more of a palatable thing where you're going to make a bunch of money because a bunch of people will see it because there's no, like, gateway. Like, there's no need to be like, oh, I'm a fan of horror. It's like, oh, it's an action movie. It's a comedy. Anyone can watch it, right? And you're also going to get all the fans. With horror, I just feel like doing something like that is insane. Not really. Okay. Seeing as, you know, A, horror invented the whole idea of tentpole movies. That's all true. Jaws. And also, all the data said this movie would do well. The only thing that made it not do well uh, was how the movie turned out. <laughs> and um, as for the last thing with your whole, like, oh, that genre doesn't have an audience. I think what you're not understanding about kind of this meta slasher movement in like the late 90s early 2000s is these were like the teen movie of the time period Mm. like twilight harry potter nah let's go see scream okay like all the 16 plus because it rated r Mm. but basically like all the teenagers were going to them like that was the market and so like if you get enough people in you were golden and, like, that's kind of just a thing across the board, is it was just huge, huge, huge with the teenage demographics. So you really could make those numbers very consistently in a way you couldn't in previous years. Okay. That's why, like, I know what you did last summer, which is objectively not the most high-quality movie, was still able to pull in $100 million plus dollars. No, but, like, it was pretty solid. Like, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, but it's not a hundred million dollars. No, though. absolutely not. It's but not it's at all. But it's able to pull in that money because of that audience. Like mm-hmm. Scream had happened, that audience has already been hooked. You basically have everyone sixteen plus to like eighteen years old in America is like, we'll go see this. And so, mm-hmm. even if it, you like, don't make a great movie. Like I mean, you could solve, see from that seven percent from yeah. critics. This is maybe not going to be the greatest movie ever. But it still got forty million because people. Probably from that initial rush of people going to see it, and they just didn't get the word of mouth they needed to get any higher. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it. I I think you're still in that '80s mindset, but we've entered a new era, Bob. It's starting to become mainstream, and we started with the least mainstream mainstream group possible, which is teenagers. Like that's how mainstream stuff kind of tends to start. You know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. I understand that, but I'm just I'm just mad at how stupid this is. <laughs> Besides, it's only $65 million, which is, like, a lot to us. But compared to a big company is fuck all, you know? Yeah. That's nothing. And I think it's not even the tentpole movie for the company. It's probably, like, the secondary. Like, it'd be great if this does well, but if it doesn't, eh. Yeah. And besides, they only lost, what, $20 million? Yeah. Which is objectively a lot, but that's how much you'd spend on a minor movie. That's true. I mean, that's how much they spent on the last one. More than they spent on the last one. Basically, something you don't expect to do great, but just okay, and something you'd be willing to take a loss on. So, not great that they took a loss on this film, obviously. It's part of the reason it didn't get another, you know, movie release and had a 
<laughs> direct-to-video sequel with none of the actors from any of the films in it. But, you know, it just kind of happens. It's not that bad. Moving on. Country of origin. You know, United States. That's okay. kind of obvious. Alternative titles. Oh. And they're all basically the same thing, mm-hmm. but slightly different. Uh, to be expected. Keep in mind, these are all uh, working titles. I know what you did last summer, too. I know what you did last summer. Colon. The sequel. Ugh. I know what you did last summer. Dot, dot, dot. The story continues. No. And finally, I still know. All great names. Oh, wait. I still know is actually pretty good. Well, yeah, that's why it's I still know what you did last summer. But just calling it I still know? Yeah, but I think they wanted to keep up with the know what you did last summer kind of branding for it. Yeah, but the issue is now it is even more of a mouthful than the original title. Yeah. No, it still is horrific. But those are all like U.S. working titles. I think I still know what you did last summer is probably the best. See, I I don't know. I want to I want to get rid of the mouthful. Completely fair, but from like a branding and advertisement perspective, yeah, like a marketing perspective, it makes sense. It to makes keep so the much last more summer sense. Thing. I still know is a very shitty name for a sequel in the series. Now, if they had just titled the first movie, like I know, yeah, that that's objectively probably a better title than the first movie's title, mm-hmm. maybe. I yeah. still know what you did last summer is pretty iconic. But it's iconic because it like evokes what the era, yeah, of, like the era of people that you're following during the movie, and also the time period the movie is set, right? But it isn't the best movie title. title. Movie title, great it's a book mouthful. title, but great book title. But I think if they had something more along the lines of I know for the first movie, I still know would be more appropriate because there's some symmetry there, but also like it feels like it could be in the same franchise. I still know what you did last summer. It sounds like it should have an acronym that I could just say. and it, But it wouldn't make any sense. It would be too long and ridiculous. I-S-K-W-Y-D-L-S? Yeah. like it's cool. There's it's not just... enough vowels in that to, to be fun. Yeah. Tagline. Some secrets will haunt you forever. Okay. And uh, here's your, your fun fact, Bob. It won the 1999 Fangoria Chainsaw Award for Worst Film. Oh, no. There we talked about fun fun awards to have. I aspire to win that award one day. That's your (laughs) Fangoria Chainsaw Award for worst person. Worst film. No. I want to make a movie. It's the worst film ever. Bob, you're just the worst person. (laughs) I'm not the worst person. I think you're worse than me. Well, that's not true. Uh, From my perspective, I think you're worse than me. That's why you won the award. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, well, that's all I really got to say about this movie. Oh, okay. Um, um, you know, it's that's a it. <laughs> it's a right. sequel that didn't do great, and I, I don't think necessarily a lot of people love it, although this will probably be Bob's favorite movie in the franchise. That's awesome. That's so exciting for me. <laughs> it's always so exciting for you. I know. Not sure if it's exciting for anyone else. Well, at least um, I'll have a good time, damn it. That's why I do this The thing. reason I think you're going to like it make you hate it all the more. It could it could honestly swing either way. Nice. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we'll see you guys after the movie. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just finished watching. I still know what you did last summer. Every time I say the name of this fucking movie or the last one, I have to take it slow so I don't fuck it up. I know. I saw you look up. You were like, okay. I got this. Yeah, it's fucking long. Yeah. Just like these movies. They're both like an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> I know. They're long as balls. Wasn't that bad for the first movie. No, and it wasn't that bad for this one either, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, whatever. All right, well, um, 
I guess I'm gonna just going to describe the plot so we can get through this. Kind of like pulling teeth. I didn't so, think it was that bad, man. Okay, it wasn't that bad, but it also wasn't that good. It's fine. Anyways, long story short, spoilers going forward, obviously. You know the drill. You've been here before. But the premise is Julie is at college, and it's a year later, and she now has four friends. There's Ty, who is the boyfriend of her roommate slash best friend, Carla, mm-hmm. who is very distinctly not her best friend from the previous movie Well, from college. Yeah. It's a different actress. It's I, also a different person. And I think maybe a different character name. It is. It's a different person. Also, her best friend from before wasn't her best friend. That was just like her roommate. In the last movie? Yeah. They weren't like best friends. They just lived yeah, together. Yeah, but they could have been college best friends. Sure, but I was She's essentially think so. supposed to be the same character Carla is, but different actress. Different name. Yeah, because different actress. More screen time. But yeah, Carla, uh, her roommate, Ty, Carla's boyfriend of like three months, and Will, Will who is like sort of friends with uh, Julie. Mostly friends with Carla. And Carla, and he's totally simping for Julie the whole time. Julie, but Julie's still dating Ray. Yep. But Carla is a shit friend and keeps trying to get Julie to cheat on Ray with Will. Yep. It's a it's frustrating. But anyways, long story short, Julie and Carla went a free trip to the Bahamas mm-hmm. for, they say, the weekend. So I'm assuming two days. Mm-hmm. And um, the idea originally was for Julie to take Ray, but Ray doesn't want to go because, like, she was supposed to spend the weekend with him, and she just blew him off after he drove all the way down to her college to pick her up. So, you know, he at first tells her, hey, I'm probably not going to go. And then surprise, surprise, as he's on a, his way to meet her, he gets jumped by the fisherman. Yep. And so instead, Carla had already invited Will. Yeah. And so Will, Julie, Carla, and Ty all go to the Bahamas, and somehow the fisherman, hook-handed man, whatever you want to call him, has followed them there and starts a killing because apparently it's a small island and you can only get there by one boat mm-hmm. and it's not there for the weekend. Nope. So that's the plot right there. It's simple once it's set up, but there is like a shocking amount of setup to get there. It takes a lot to get there. But once you get there, it's like, okay, we're here. Also, I, I just want to say this right off the bat that assuming you've seen the last episode and have like kind of seen the last movie, this film disregards the ending of the last film. Yep. Which, I mean, I think is common sometimes when you have kind of cliffhangery endings in horror films where you weren't planning to have a sequel. I mean, yeah. Because usually you have, like, your main character killed or attacked or implied to be dead. Um, and that's what the the last film did. Spoilers for that ending. But it's non-canon. Uh, and even, What's not non-canon? They explained it away. Well, it didn't actually happen. So I'm calling that non-canon. But it... Okay. You can call it non-canon, but it actually happened. It's explained away as a dream. I know, Bob, but... But calling it non-canon makes it sound like... It's similar effect, right? Sure. But, but yeah. they do address it, at least. That's what I was going to get at, is they do address it, which is more than what most films do. So I guess props for that. Yeah. I mean, I feel less bad about it, but it's still not great. It's still pretty shitty. Yeah. Anyways. I I don't know. I I, I honestly don't have, like too awful much to say about this film because it's just a pretty mediocre sequel i mean i think my big thing overall and i I said this in in the movie to bob is that out of the cast it basically focuses on four people which as we said julie carla will 
and Ty. Mm-hmm. And all four of them are just not great. Ty is probably the best. Yeah. No, he's the best by far, in my opinion. He has probably the most characterization. Like, he's the most three-dimensional of the mm-hmm. four. But again, he's not the focus. And really, no. what the issue comes down to is all of them, including Julie, which sucks because she was a very interesting character in the f- first movie, are just poorly characterized mm-hmm. and just also not likable. Like, yeah. just their behavior is not likable. No, none of them are likable at all. And I mean, like we said, Ty's the best, but his character is specifically supposed to be not really not likable. Likeable. I mean, he's basically Barry, but I think Barry before the accident where he's, like, cocky mm-hmm. and kind of a shithead. Um, there's just no rage there, yeah. really. But he's cocky and a shithead, but in some hilarious ways. Yeah. No, he's he's very funny. He's probably the comic relief of the four, sometimes at his own expense. <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're just really not very fun to watch, and because they're the main characters of the film, you're basically watching them the whole film. And it, I, I think that was probably the biggest problem with the movie overall. No, yeah, that's just exactly like, how I feel. I didn't care about anything that happened because I didn't care about these characters. No, because... I mean, I think we saw Carla for like five minutes and I was like, wow, I can't wait until she dies. Yep. But all the background characters, great. great. Um, I think, what was your favorite guy? It was Ray's friend, right? Oh, Billy. Billy. He's awesome. He only... He's on land screen for like 10 minutes. If No. No, he's in 10 minutes of movie from when he's introduced to the last time we see him. Yeah. But screen time-wise, he's maybe two minutes. Yeah, but he's awesome. And that's kind of how this film felt, where there's a lot of characters that are like, wow, I really like them. I wish we got more screen time with them uh, because they're interesting and they're well-acted, or at the very least, they're entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for Billy, he was entertaining. But we just, we didn't. We didn't get it enough. Even yeah. Ray. Like, Ray, main oh. character from the last film, makes 100% sense to have him in this film. Yes, for sure. And he's just not in the movie, like, the whole time. He's, like, around. But I wish he was in it more, because every scene with him in it is so much better. Mm-hmm. Basically, and I, I don't think this is too spoilery. Like I said, he doesn't make it to the meetup point to go on the trip. Yep. And so the whole film, the whole B-plot of the film is him trying to get to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ, that man is dedicated. He is trekking. Uh, because they're in an unsus- unspecified Location. New England area. Yeah. And he gets from well, there. No. Isn't it? Uh, do they mention? They say Southport. Yeah, you're right. But I don't know if they give a specific. I was trying to remember if they gave a specific name for the state. Actually, I wonder if that's where... They actually filmed because I got down. Well, because um, they filmed no, in South Carolina. Yeah, it's actually filmed in Southport, North Carolina. North Carolina. Sorry. So I guess it really is set in the actual town. That th- I thought so. Which actually kind of cool. Yeah. Didn't realize that. But anyways, Southport, North Carolina. He goes from there to Florida, to the to Bahamas. assumedly Florida what, to the Bahamas. The, the what he's well, part of the journey. There's a sign that says Miami. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. But I I mean, assumedly Florida because that's the closest like yeah closest hopping continental point. U.S. to get to the Bahamas. But I mean, what? What's Florida from here? Like six hours? <laughs> no, more than that. Oh, no, it's like 16. Yeah, because he's going to the tip of Florida, probably. Yeah. Long story short, trooper. Trekking. Especially because, you know, um, I'm just going to put this out here. Julie's not great to him this movie. No, Ju- that's the problem with this film. Is Julie does Ray so dirty the whole time, and it sucks. Because her shithead friend is pushing off this guy on her, 
when she has a boyfriend, who she clearly cares about. She just refuses to acknowledge it. The only explanation I can have for her bad behavior is this film takes the shitty cop-out of making it once again a year later. So it's on July 4th again, because apparently July 4th is the most dramatic thing in this universe. And so it's the trauma that is making her behave so funkily. But she is... She is definitely contributing to the shittiness of just giving uh, Will mixed signals. Yes, and Will, it, like, it's not really Will's, it is Will's fault, but it also is not. No, because he's, like, into her, but he's not being pushy about no, it. No, and Carla's pushing him on her and pushing her on him. And, but Julie's, Julie's, like, being, being bad about weird it. about it. Like, weirdly stroking his face. And Ty's just kind of there. Ty's fun. Ty's very funny because the whole movie, he goes on this romantic vacation with his girlfriend, and he's just wanting to, like, be on a romantic vacation, and he is getting third and fourth wheel the whole time. It's so funny. Anyways, getting back into, like, interesting side characters in this movie. Again, I think they're all pretty great. I mean, the only ones who aren't, like, interesting are some of the background extras. Yeah, but they don't have to be. Very specifically. Like, there's only ten people working on the island because they choose the cop out of getting rid of all the people because it's like the last day the island's open for the season. Yeah. Which, I mean, good writing feels kind of bad that they cleared out the island. Mm-hmm. Well, because it makes, like, all the, like, hook handed man stuff less, like... It makes the island feel dead. Not even... It and, makes like, the island feel a dead, set. Like, how else do I put it? Like, it's sort of a cop-out when it comes to making the hook handed man, like, sneaky. Oh, because he doesn't have sneaky. to be. Fair. Because there's no one there. But anyways, there's only ten people on the island. One of them's a a maid, and she's not really a character. No, she's just, just kind of there. There, um, so she's probably the least interesting of the secondary characters. But um, there's two of them that I didn't mention before the movie because I thought they were kind of spoilers um, for Bob, and I wanted him to be surprised. What I'm gonna say here is very specifically, Bob did not get the first one immediately. Well, it took me a second. Also, he doesn't look like he should. But, but he. He looks like how you know him, probably from one of your favorite movies. But also... It's mostly the hair. Th- it's fair. The hair and the sunglasses make it a little bit harder. Yep. I think it's mostly the sunglasses. Also, the sun- as soon as you took them off, I knew exactly who you, it was. You knew once you took them off. But the first guy, who you you would never expect to be in this movie... No! Why would I expect him to be in this film? Is 1998 Jack Black <laughs> as Titus... Telesco. That's his fucking name. Yeah. I knew his first name was Titus. His last name was Telesco. And obviously the movie I said Baba Nomez is Jables and Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. Yeah. Uh, which came out in 2006. So this is eight years before that. So this oh is super, God. super early Jack Black. I was so surprised when he appeared, man. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because, like, he's uncredited in this role. He's really uncredited? Yeah. That's maniac shit. He's so entertaining. Which I think is just really funny because, like, he's kind of one of the secondary characters that gets the most screen time. Yeah. Outside of the guy who owns the hotel. Yeah. Who is the other person. We'll talk about him in a minute. But I I think it's just really funny that he's just uncredited in that role. That's super weird that he's uncredited because I think his... He's definitely my favorite of the island people. Yeah, like, we get to see his house. He's basically just this white guy who lives on the island... And is basically pretending to be Jamaican and, and smokes weed, trying to sell weed to literally everyone on the island. <laughs> and he's just constantly like smoking a doobie or like walking around doing stuff. He literally pops up out of a pool at one point, smoking <laughs> weed. 
<laughs> it's so good. It's so over the top and stupid, but it's entertaining. It's pretty funny. Pretty funny. I'm actually trying to check how famous Jack Black was at this point because it might just be he was un like not famous enough to get a credit. uncredited because he wasn't famous enough and he was kind of just like a character actor kind of thing. That feels like er- something Jack Black would. You know what I mean? That feels like early Jack Black. Yeah, I mean it was definitely early Jack Black, and I'm just trying to see if he was in anything like super big at this point. Nah, I mean like it doesn't look like he was anything super famous. He's in Mars Attacks, but I think that was probably a smaller role. He was in The Cable Guy, Biodome. I think he was probably starting to get a little bit more well known, but he wasn't famous enough yet. Yeah, but even then, it's a it's a big enough like lined role that he probably should have been credited. Yeah, I mean, so like- it it might have been a late addition to the script kind of thing. Maybe. Because a lot of those scenes did seem like they could have been late edition scenes mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. Anyways, the other guy is the man who owns the hotel, and that's Mr. Brooks. And Bob, that's his name. for the life of him, could not guess who this man was. Yeah, I couldn't get it. And I was like, Bob, you know this guy. I'm not going to give you any hints because he's famous for you. You should 100% know who this is. Didn't get it the whole movie. Maybe we didn't get to see him enough for that. Like, he wasn't on screen all that much. He maybe had five, ten minutes in total. No, but he was really entertaining when he was on screen. He was very entertaining, mostly because he did the, what face was it, Bob? The John Voight face from Anaconda. Yes, he did. Who do you think that is, Bob? Because you think you might have had a guess now. Well, I'm going to be so wrong. Who? I don't even want to guess. No, say it. Because if you're if you're right, and I don't, and I tell you, you're going to be really no. Mad. Because I don't know. This is like I. This has no basis on anything. Okay, but just do it. I. Because I'm hoping no, you're I right. No, I feel so stupid. I'm hoping ben. you're right. <laughs> ben, I feel so dumb. Who, who do you think? No. No, say it. Because if I tell you and you're right, I'm you're, not going to be right. But just say it. I'm not going to be right. Pop. Worst case, you can just edit it out. Just tell me. No. No. Say just it. tell me. Sh- Put me out of my misery. Nope. Bob, say it. Put, I, I want to know who you're thinking it put was. Put me out of my misery. Tell me. I won't. I'm going to... <laughs> Bob, seriously, tell me. Because there, there is a decent chance you're right because you should know this guy. No, there's a 0% chance I'm right because all I know is this person's name and I don't know anything they're in or what they do or anything. Oh. Oh, you think it's like one of those? Yeah. Can you tell me who this is? Because I'm like actually super curious. Yeah, I'll tell. I'll tell you after you after you reveal. Cause oh, it's okay. It's stupid and it's um, dumb. And you won't tell me now. No, why on the podcast? Because I feel so much shame about it. No, please dumb. tell me on the podcast. No, <laughs> please just tell me who it is. Please, I wanna... I've been I've been festering all. Movie. I want to end this bit. Tell me who you think it is. Then tell me who it is. Tell me right now, and I'll tell you. God damn it, Bob! Come it's on. So dumb. I know who. It's so dumb. Who? I have to. No. No. <laughs> No. I'm going to look up who this person is. No, I'm going to look up who my person is because I don't know who they are at all. Tell me their name and then we can look it up. <laughs> oh. All right. Who is it, Ben? Okay. Since you're being a loser. I am because I'm fucking stupid. Okay. First of all, you should 100% know that who this man is because we've definitely seen him on the podcast before. I thought so. I kept asking you that. You went into my questions. Well, I know because I thought it would immediately give it away. The fact it hasn't given it away is kind of shocking for me because he's been, like, very, very important to this podcast. I and, in fact, I think it might be one of your favorite actors who's been on this podcast. I fucking thought so. Oh, who? Who do you think it is, Bob? 
Because apparently you didn't think so. Who do you think it is? No, if I, but if I'm wrong, who uh, do you think it I is? Feel Bob? Stupid. Who do you think it is? We're still doing the bit. Like I'm. No, you I'm have so to guess. Dumb. Because if I tell you, you go. I thought so. Who, who do you think it is? Is it the same guy? No, it's oh. not the same guy. It's not the guy who I think it is. Now that you've told me they're important to this podcast, is not the same guy I was gonna say. The guy I was gonna say, I have no idea who it is. The guy just looks like he could be named that. What, Dick Warlock? <laughs> it's not Dick, Dick Warlock. Warlock. That's so funny, though. <laughs> um, Important to this podcast, there's no way that's him. Who? There's no way that's him. Who? That doesn't make... It doesn't even... It, look, it kind of looks like it. Who? Who, Bob? Jesus Christ, you do this, and it's so frustrating. Who? It's frustrating for me, too. You just have to say the name. You gotta contribute to the podcast format. But I feel stupid if I'm wrong. Fucking God, Bob. This is so frustrating when you do that. Because I... Because it's... it's uh, you are not contributing to this format. You have to talk. Um, well, I know it's not Tom Savini. Point of the podcast. Sorry, I'm... I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. But very clearly, you think it's someone. Very clearly, I do. And I just need you to tell me that name. So we can end this 10-minute bit now because you refuse to share. Uh, you guys can't see. Ben's actually really frustrated with me right now. Is it to happen to be someone who uh, sells ice cream treats? You have to say it. Is it Clint Howard? No. Okay. Okay. Is that your guess? Sure. This isn't even funny anymore. I'm just frustrated. No. And now I still can't believe you didn't get it, Bob. Are you serious? Yes. I don't know who it is. Bob, we had a whole category on the board devoted to him. It's Jeffrey Combs. What? Why is he? That's what? You know who Jeffrey Combs is? No, I know who that is. That's him. Yeah. I've not. I did not recognize him at all. Really, Bob? Bob, just look at his face again. I still don't recognize him. No. You're telling me that. Jesus Christ, Bob, I don't think you know what he looks like. Maybe I'm used to him with glasses? Except he doesn't wear glasses in every film. He wears them in Reanimator. He does, but we watched three films with him, and in two of them he doesn't wear glasses. Does he not wear glasses in The Beyond? I don't think so. Or From Beyond, I mean. Huh. I did. I genuinely didn't recognize that man at all. He. I thought it was Clint Howard for like half a minute. No, nah, I mean, it's still hard for me to tell. Bob? Yeah. I... Never mind. What? No. <laughs> what? Nothing. You're going to say something. No. What? Can't say it on the podcast. I'll tell you later. <laughs> Why can't you tell me on the podcast? I can't. <laughs> okay. So, um... Yeah, sorry about that bit, because that was probably too long for what it was. Oh, I'm sure it got cut down immensely. Oh, I'm sure, because Bob was... <laughs> Annoyed uh, do you want to know my post. stupid other guest? Because I just didn't know. What? John Ham. I don't know who that is. Who the fuck is John Ham? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did you make up a name? <laughs> I might have. That's why I wanted to Google. <laughs> Hold on. Who's John Ham? <laughs> Let me look this up now. He's the Ham Man. <laughs> John Ham is somebody. I'm sure John Ham is literally someone, Bob. No, no, no. He's like a famous man. <laughs> he's the. Oh ham. yeah, John Ham, American actor. He's the Ham Man. Uh, he's in Mad Men. He's in the new Top Gun, Baby Driver. Can you show me who it is? Um, oh, he's he looks like uh, kind of like Ryan Reynolds. No, he doesn't. Never mind. Well, kind of. 
Well, kind of. John Hamm. Oh yeah, I didn't know John Hamm. He's the main character from Mad Men. I don't. I've never watched Mad Men. Oh, but the guy just looked like he'd be named John Hamm or Jeffrey Combs. But now that I know it's Jeffrey Combs, that's pretty cool. Can't believe you can't see the resemblance. No, it's just he looks so different in that. Now he just looks older. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're so upset. <laughs> oh god. This all makes sense, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> what do you mean this all makes sense? All right. So moving on. Do you have anything you want to talk about? I mean, I think the big thing that we haven't really talked about is this film's a lot bloodier. Yeah, I wanted to to talk about the fact that this is a slasher movie. But not a good slasher movie. It's an okay slasher movie. Just kind of like a generic slasher film. Yes. But it's way less of a whodunit. No, it's in fact not a whodunit at all. I mean, technically it's a whodunit. Yeah. But like... But I mean, to be honest, going in, you're like, well, who's the hook-handed man? You know, he was in the last movie. But yeah, it's an actual slasher, and I think it loses a lot of the meta that the first movie had. Oh yeah, for like sure. This, this script is not as tight, Mm-mm. and is more closer to just generic slasher of the 80s, and to be honest, I think that's why this film didn't do that well. Yeah. Um, I mean, because, I'll, I'll be honest, if you came in expecting like a Scream-esque whodunit meta slasher, you get slasher, it's not that meta- and it's sort of a whodunit. Uh, in fact, I would I would argue it's not really meta at all. There's like one line. You went, that's a meta <laughs> yeah, <laughs> moment. It's, it's barely. Like there's, yeah. it's, it's just a generic slasher with not great characters. The only thing that feels like the last film is the setting. It's just very 90s. But even yeah. then, it's not as 90s as that movie. No, because they're on like a resort. Yeah. It's, it's a weird timeless kind of aesthetic and the, there's no music that gives it away either mm-hmm. i don't know for how for how much money they spent on this film it feels a lot cheaper than the last one yeah anyways if you don't have anything else i'm gonna go to the spoiler section sure I, I know what i want to talk about i mean yeah i know what i want to talk about in there too hello everybody this is future bob coming to you to let you know that if you do not want any major spoilers for this film please skip to 51 minutes and 44 seconds immediately once again, that's 51 minutes and 44 seconds immediately to avoid any major spoilers for this film. All right, guys. Hi. We're just going to spoil the end of the movie because I think that's the last thing I have to talk about. It's here. also probably the biggest redeeming factor of this movie for me. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't think it's great. No, but it helps make a lot of the other small stuff that I thought was weird make more sense. But not for the right reasons. Uh, sure. Okay. So, long story short. Guess who the killer is? Ben Willis. Yeah, he's back. Woo. Which, shocking. I even said during the movie, I'm going to be mad. But they do some stuff to make it make sense. Well, that's not true. They do some stuff to at least distract you from the fact that it being Ben Willis is kind of like out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. The setup of the first movie leaves it pretty open-ended that he could survive. Yeah. Which totally makes sense for that movie because that's kind of how they got into mm-hmm. the situation to begin with. But in this film, the big, like, twist is not that it's Ben Willis. Yeah. But that Ben Willis is being helped by his son, who assumedly is also named Ben Willis. <laughs> you're ju- you're jumping to leaps there. You're, like, leaping to conclusions, but sure. But he doesn't go by Ben Willis in the movie. He goes by um, Will Benson. Yeah. Which he makes the obvious pun of saying, Will Ben's ben son... son. 
which I mean, technically his name could be Will, but then his full name would be Will, Will Willis, Willis, which is stupid. Which is yeah, which is kind of, kind of stupid, and not funny name. Funny name, <laughs> but not like, not what you should name your child. No, that's like having the last name Cox and naming your naming your son Harry, like R- Robert Bobson. All right, you could be Bob Bobson. Don't don't. It's, don't make, don't make it's, fun of my it's name It's funny, like and don't get me wrong, it's totally something to do as a parent, but also... I mean, sure, you're a shithead. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, basically, the whole reveal is that, you know, Will is actually... <laughs> ben Willis' son, which, I mean, kind of comes out of nowhere, because it's only established that Ben Willis has a son in this movie. Yeah. And it only happens in the last, like, 20 minutes of this film. Uh, maybe 30. I was going to say, I think Estes sets it up a while before that. No, it's right at the end. I mean, it's near the end, but it was like maybe 45 minutes? No. Yeah, because it's like before he they even know Estes is around. No, Estes sets it up right when they find him. Yeah. And they show the grave, which is literally probably last 30 minutes tops. Is it? Yeah, it's really, really late in the film, which is always like the worst time to establish information like that. Yeah, because then it's like you're just feeding me information and not letting me, like, set it up. Well, it's very specifically the you're feeding me this information to make this ending make sense during the ending. Yeah, not because it's, like, important or anything. That's not a mystery. That's just you telling me something so I don't just go, huh? (laughs) I mean, fair. But, you know, long story short, it is established in this film, which is a separate issue of, like, if you're gonna have this twist, you should have established at least something in the first movie. But in this movie, it's said that uh, Ben Wilson, Willis had two kids, the daughter who dies in the first movie and starts this rampage, and a son. Yep. And assumedly, the son is now mad that Julie tried to kill her, her father. And so, assumedly here, it's it's a stretch, enrolled in her college under a false name and identity. <laughs> yeah stalked her, befriended her roommate so he could befriend her, pretended to like her, and then, very specifically, arranged a fake vacation. Yeah. Which would require stealing her phone number from the roommate's boyfriend. It's a long con, man. Buying tickets to this island, which I will say, very specifically, he used to live on with his dad... That's also another weird thing. Before they ran away from potential murder. Yep. And then setting it up so that they're left on the island and can murder everyone. It's super long and convoluted. Point being, it's kind of cool that there's some reveal that isn't just like, oh, it's just Ben Willis. Yeah. Even if it isn't like, I think, a well-earned reveal. The big thing I, I do like about the whole reveal that it's like, oh, the second killer is the son is honestly the fact that there's a psychic killer because I think yeah, this would just be a hard thing for me to believe if there wasn't a helper monkey. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I like it, honestly, is it just makes things feel more believable. No, it makes things more feel more believable, but also like... Even then, a lot of this film is not as believable as the first movie. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a straight up bloody body that disappears at one time mm-hmm. to be like as a reference to the whole Max body disappearing in the last movie. Yeah. But it's a lot less like, 
oh, I could see that body disappearing here, and more just like, how the fuck did that happen? That mm-hmm. is magic. Yep. They have, like, a little inventory. <laughs> and he stuck that body in there. There's also a really egregious thing where Ray is driving to, like, go to on this island vacation with his friend, what, Billy? Yeah. Bob said. And they just happen to see a guy in the middle of the road, and they just happen to stop to help him, and it just happens to be the killer, the fisherman, so yeah. Ben Willis. And it's just like, okay, I could maybe see how this is set up if there's maybe one road to get from uh, Southport to this college. Yeah. But it's just so like, that's not realistic. That's a stretch. A little bit. Or hell, the fact that like, uh, Will arranges this whole vacation thing with a fake phone call. And I actually think this is probably the most, not necessarily meta, but the most like well-written thing in the whole movie where like, the girls, Julie and uh, Carla, get a phone call from like a, a like radio a, yeah. show. It's actually Will. But they're like, hey, you're on the radio. Do you like want to be in this competition to win free tickets? To win, you have to name the capital of Brazil. And I think it's this really cool moment and it's so well-written because there's a bunch of hints that this is a trap. Yeah. Like immediately, but they're well-hidden enough that I don't think you notice them. I did not. At least until the end of the movie. And I think it was the only the one they told you. Yeah. But the most obvious thing is that the the two ki- girls, you know, Julie and Carla, are asked, what's the capital of Brazil? And they say Rio de Janeiro, which is, it's not. It's uh, Brasilia, I believe. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool because it's like, I think a, a thing that most people would assume. Like, I think if you ask most people, they'd say Rio de Janeiro just because it's the most well-known city. Yeah. In Brazil. And so it's like believable enough that I think it would fly over most people's heads. But if you have that knowledge, it's immediately like a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also another red flag in that moment of right before they get this call that Julie says her number's unlisted. Yep. So there's no way to get her number unless you get it. You from get somebody it else from her or someone who lives in that apartment, like Carla. Yep. Um, so that's also like kind of a in, cool tip off. Right before that, Carla says, "Oh yeah, I gave Will your number." Yeah. It's such a nice tip off of like, oh, there's only like two people who could have this number. Yep. Kind of a cool hint that it could be Will very early on. And also, I'm this is just a separate aside. Do you think that was a real radio station that had Will to be. used to fake? Yeah. He literally, that's why he kept asking her near the end of the film. He goes, what's your favorite radio station? She probably told him over small talk. Oh, fair enough. I wasn't sure because very clearly his voice, you know? Yeah, no. Should have totally. given it away. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was probably the best scene in this movie. And yeah. At least the the most well-written to imply Will's the killer and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sad that a lot of the movie wasn't up to that level of, like, tight writing because I think that's kind of a necessarily a necessary thing in this kind of genre of yeah. slasher movie. And, I mean, I'll be honest. You'll hear this outtake. I put it together right as it happened. Right at the end, which is right when you want it to happen. Yeah, I put it all together. I said it all out loud to Ben. <laughs> and then Ben went, mm-hmm. And I went, Nice. Which means it's not like a bad like twist. Like it's a well, it's it it's a twist that you it, can see coming. It's cheap, but at least there's enough at the end to be yep. like, oh, hell. I mean, I think even Estes puts it together. It's why he slaps him over the head <laughs> with an oar. Yeah, with an oar, because he was probably like, you know what, you look like that guy that used to live here. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think, is a good transition to one of the bad decisions I think with this whole background of having this extra child. They say that apparent. Well, Estes says that apparently Ben Willis used to live on the island with his wife and two kids. Yep. And uh, 
allegedly murdered his wife. Because she was cheating on him or some and like whatnot. Chopped her body into pieces. And left it places. And then ran away with his children to God knows where. Probably Southport. Well, Southport, obviously, but like, who knows where. And it's such a moment of like, I wish I didn't know that. Because it recontextualizes the first movie in a way I don't like. Yeah. Because I think what's so cool about the first movie, and I guess spoilers for that now, even though we've kind of already... We're in the, the spoiler, spoiler section, so it's it's a yeah. It's understood. Um, the cool part about that movie is Ben Willis is not a murderer; he's someone out for. Well, revenge. he is a murderer. No, he is a murderer, but he but his like murderous intent comes from like a place of caring about his daughter. Yeah, it's basically implied that so he kills um, what is his name? David Egan. Yep. Can't believe I got that. He kills his daughter's fiance mm-hmm. because basically everyone in the town's like. Oh, it's his fault she died. Yeah. And so it's it can be kind of seen as not necessarily a crime of passion because it's a year later and it's probably premeditated, but like a crime based on like just being so overwhelmed of, by feelings and also the fact that he's now alone in the world. Yeah. Because in that movie, it's very clearly he only has one kid. And so that's kind of an interesting like setup. And then the fact that he's like almost murdered and left for dead is then what causes him to go like, further mad yeah and so the whole film's kind of like a descent of this killer going like i mean probably there was something a little bit wrong with him to begin with but it's basically a series of events that have happened to uh ben willis on the fourth of july that have like made him this horrible like hook-handed man and this film like throws that character arc out and goes nah he was evil the whole time he was just crazy to begin with yeah he was just looking for an excuse to murder someone again which is like whatever. He didn't really care that his daughter died. He just wanted to kill. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of ruins the character. And I mean, I think it's made even worse by the fact that he has a son who's also a killer. Because it's just like, oh, he was evil, so his kids were evil too. Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on this. It's an okay reveal, not great, but I have issues with it because it kind of ruins the first movie. Yeah, a little bit. Hey, okay, do you have anything else to talk about in this section? Except for the fact that uh, Ray comes in in the last five minutes and saves everything. Yeah, I mean, but that's the way he's set up. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. But, like, well, it's not disappointing that we get to see Ray again. No, because that's great. It was great. And I wish he was more in this film more. But it's disappointing that, like, it's so... Telegraphed? Like, <sighs> I literally saw it coming. Because like, it's basically like, wow, Ray solved this issue in... Half a second. A minute. And yeah. he did have a gun, but he, he couldn't use the gun. So Uh technically, he solved it by himself without a gun. Mm -hmm. And he was already fucked up. And he was fucked up because of this car crash and his, like, 18-hour trip. Yeah. And so it's like, wow, I'm so glad these four main characters and whoever else was on this island couldn't do shit. Yep. Um, And then, you know, long story short, skipping over that, it ends with a dream sequence again. But I'm not even going to call it anything else. Basically, it's a fake out where... It's somehow magically implied Ben Willis is still alive. Which is literally impossible. He definitely died at the end of this movie. Um, And so the only read on this is he's somehow magic or a ghost. Or both. He assumedly kills both Ray and Julie, which not only do I think is a shitty ending for those characters. Yeah. And so I'm totally willing to go, nah, not real. But also it just doesn't really make sense. So... I thought I should mention that. But on that note, I think we're just going to go back to uh, the regular section. Yeah. Okay. I guess recommendation time. Um, For that, what happened to that dog, man? That's a good question. I don't know. 
Okay. Do you think that dog died? Probably. I hope that dog didn't die. That dog didn't deserve it. All right, go ahead. Okay. If you're a fan of the first one, watch the second one. It's, you know, a continuation. You got some returning characters. It's kind of nice. It's a continuation of their story. It's almost Julie. It's almost Julie. Ray is there. If you liked the first one but wanted more violence and gore and slasherness, I think this is it this movie is much more of a slasher than the first one in a lot of ways. Which, you know, I'm a fan of slashers. I think they're fun. Much less of like a whodunit. Thing. No, the first film was a murder mystery. This one's a slasher. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, has its pluses, had its minuses. I like how you finally agreed with me there. What do you mean? <laughs> I said the first one was a murder mystery and this one was a slasher. And you went, yeah. Well, yeah, it can be the first one can be a murder mystery and a slasher. This no, that's one, not what I said though. I said was, not more of. Anyways, go ahead and finish your thing. Where was I going? <laughs> I don't know, man. Recommendations. That's it. Oh, okay. For me, <laughs> everything else. I think the most obvious one is if you like the first movie, you might not like this one, but at least it's the same franchise. Yeah. So it feels like a continuation, maybe a not great continuation, but it it's there, you know? Um, and that's more that can be said about the third movie, which is, uh, I think I said this earlier, not only direct-to-video and has its own, you know, direct-to-video feel to it, but also has, like, no returning characters. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure it's completely unrelated. And it's basically completely unrelated. So, this is basically your only opportunity to see, like, a sequel to the first movie. So if that's what you want, that's what this is. I mean, there's that TV show, but that's just a retelling. Aside from that, I mean, I think my only other big recommendation is if you want to see some, like, interesting, like, side characters. Ray's pretty great because he's essentially a side character in this movie. Jack Black's in it as Titus. Yep. Which I think that's why this movie's famous for a lot of people is <laughs> dreadlock, weed-smoking Jack Black. I mean, it's pretty great. Jeffrey Combs. Basically, lots of fun characters in the background that make this movie worth watching. And then I, I was going to wrap up there, but also... If you want it like an island setting where people are just stuck on an island during a tropical storm and they're being stalked not by velociraptors but by a hook-handed man, <laughs> I guess this is for you. Not a hook-clawed foot, but a hook-clawed hand. All right, Bob, go ahead and rate it. Okay. Look, I hate most of the main cast. Not because the acting is bad, because it's pretty okay. Wow. Some I said it was pretty bad. okay. Yeah. But really what makes this film, like Ben said, all the side characters, they're fucking sick. Like Titus, what is his name? Mr. How was his name? God damn it. Brooks. Mr. Brooks, the guy who owns the hotel. Great. Uh, Estes, awesome. We didn't even talk about Estes. We talked about Estes in the spoiler section, but not in the real movie. Like no, the, no, we didn't really talk about him. We just mentioned him. Estes is like, I don't know. Could you place his accent? No, no idea. He's just like an old man who is the porter for the island, and he's is basically his biggest character trait as he practices voodoo. Yeah, he's pretty great. But he's just like this chill guy. Yeah, I like Estes. His main purpose is to dump ex- exposition and be creepy, but sometimes that's all you want. Sometimes that's all you need, man. And then Ray, another side side character. Billy, I mean, like all the side characters in the movie really make the film. And it really sucks that you don't get to see them as much as the main characters. I mean, I think they make the film because the main characters don't make it. Yeah, they're pretty ass. <laughs> and also, I like... <laughs> this is going to sound weird. I liked the fact that this is more of a slasher than the first one. Just because... Stop shaking your fucking head looking at me, man. 
I'm just into the the whole hook handed man slasher thing. I think it's fun. No, I mean the hook handed man as a slasher like villain guy whatever is nice. Just maybe not executed super well in this film. Yeah, fair. I mean, it's kind of cool to see him kill people and like body up the body total. Yeah, I mean that's what I was here for. But he does a better job of it in the first film. He even does a better job of being like mysterious. Even, yeah, which is. I'm going to be honest, I don't really care about because it's the second film in a franchise and he spent, like, this is like Halloween 2 vibes, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just here for the murder and murder's a murder and, and I'm happy with that. can't believe you compared this to Halloween 2. It's not nearly as good. Not at all. Nowhere near. Alright, so, so what is this rating you're trying to give it? Are you trying to justify it to me right now? I'm not trying to justify shit to you. I don't care what you think. I'm going to give it because of all the reasons I just stated. Three. It's fine. I was giving a bunch of positives because the negatives are all the main characters suck, the writing's not great, the kills are, I think, better than the first one because there's a lot more blood and also a lot more of them. Yeah, but a lot of the blood looks CGI. Yeah, but also, like, there's one or two that's pretty okay, like, creativity-wise. So, yeah, three. It's fine. Okay. I'm going to start off by saying I really don't necessarily like this movie that much. No, that's totally fair. I don't... I don't think I hate it. Like, I don't think it's, like, the worst thing ever and it was a pain to watch. No. Like, I could definitely re-watch it. Probably not by myself. I think watching it with friends is fun. But I could probably watch it with a friend or just turn it on in the background. So I don't, like, abhor it. But I don't think it was good. I mean, fair. And that's kind of, like, a hard thing. Because, well, like, I don't think it was good. I also felt like it was a meh experience. It wasn't necessarily bad either. Like, I do not think it is a a good time. However, as far as, like, quality goes, it was pretty middling. Yeah. I mean, overall, I mean, I think the plot and the premise and all that is a lot lesser than the first movie. I mean, sure. Because instead of being kind of this well-thought-out meta mystery film, it just went, oh, we're just a slasher now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it really loses a lot from that initial plot and premise. But with that being said, it it lives up to that Mm -hmm. like it's a it's a downgrade but i mean it it does what it's trying to do in this film i mean i think my biggest gripes are the fact that the four main characters are unlikable but like that's not movie ending it's not movie ending but that's also not really something i necessarily need from a slasher no but it's nice great it's nice but it's also just not the worst thing ever in the film because that's not what they were going for. Like, if these characters had been how they are in this movie, and this had been closer to the original, like, premise and plot-wise, it would have been egregious. Oh, I would have... It would have been awful. It would have ruined the movie, but because this is a slasher and it's leading more into slasher tropes, they can go with weaker characters. I guess what I'm trying to say is, well, I really didn't like this film, and I think this film is, as far as sequels go, a pretty, pretty bad sequel. And I could feel both of those things making me want to give it a really low score. Being more objective, I think I'm just going to give it a three. Because I think it kind of hits all the points the plot and premise should give it. Yeah. So, like, functionally, I don't think it's that bad. But for my own enjoyment and, like, not my own enjoyment, but my own, like, opinions on it. And as a sequel, I, I think it's pretty bad. No, I mean, and if you're coming off of, like, the basis of you want a sequel, oh, it's gone awful. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is I can definitely get why some critics gave it a 7%. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I think it's it has more 
positive qualities than that. And so I for mean, like yeah. a three for me seems pretty bog standard. And like like I said, the acting isn't bad enough to like lower it down from a hit expectations. No. All right. Uh, on that note, I guess we're gonna go to the outtakes. Yeah. We'll uh see you guys in a minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Boy the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of I Still Know What You Did Last Summer so far. It's fun. It's kind of a boxed ender slasher, but I like that kind of thing. But if you do not want any major spoilers for this film, please skip to an hour, two minutes, and 38 seconds immediately. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to this film addressing the end of the last one. <laughs> the movie's just going to ignore that? Ignore what? The end of the last film? What do you mean? Oh, that ending? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. No, oh, it was a dream. It was a dream. Oh, bullshit. Not bullshit. They just said it was a dream. I don't care. That's a better ex- explanation than most movies give. This next clip is me and Ben reacting to meeting Titus Telesco for the very first time. Who is that guy? I don't know, Bob. Who is that guy? Who is that guy, Bob? I don't know. You don't know? Was that Jack Black? <laughs> I didn't recognize How him. How did you not recognize Jack no, Black? No, it's dreads on his head, bro. <laughs> Why is Jack Black in this? <laughs> is Jack Black gonna die? He's an island man. <laughs> he sells weed. What is he doing in this movie? <laughs> This next clip is our reaction to Jeffrey Combs making the John Voight face. This is even worse than the Max kill. Cause the Max Just tell me kill, who it is. I could imagine that getting cleaned up very easily. <laughs> that face. <laughs> His fucking face. That's not possible. He's awesome. I like this guy. He's got, like, John Voight face. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. He's so good. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. Do we have any announcements? Benjamin. Nah. I mean, it's basic stuff. We're doing Friday the 13th still. They're coming out Saturdays and Wednesdays. Kind of a weird order. But look forward to those, I guess, if you're into that. It's a separate series, and they're going to be chugging along for a while. So, yeah, whatever. If you're into Friday the 13th, maybe check it out. If not, you can just keep up with the board, which is coming out every Friday. Yeah. Aside from that, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, other places, including YouTube, which is kind of nice because we can see, like, all your support there. You know, likes, subscriptions, even your comments, which is kind of cool because it's one of the two places you can leave us a comment. Tell us your tragic backstory about how you grew up on an island until your dad <laughs> murdered your mom. If you really specifically want to tell Bob that, do that on Twitter at AppleWearTheBoard or give him a movie-like recommendation. Those are always good. Yeah, I, I pretty like movie recommendations. They're helpful. Like Ben said, check us out on Twitter. It's where I post updates about the show, information about the show, 
Basically, if there's anything you want to know about the show, check us out there. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that Friday's episode, which is basically a hidden movie cover that you can reveal so you can see what movie we're watching so you can watch it before we do. So whenever you listen to the episode of the podcast, you don't get any spoilers. Then, on Friday or whatever day an episode goes live, I post a link to the episode with maybe an associated meme if we have it. Maybe. Maybe. So, if you ever miss an upload or want to know when something went up, there's always a link on our Twitter. Last thing, uh, check us out on TikTok and YouTube Shorts. It's where I post short-form content from the show. So, basically, I go through old episodes and cut short clips. And then I'll also cut old clips from older episodes that are, like, never-before-seen stuff. So, like, I'll go back through and scrub old footage and find new things. So if you're into short form content and you like that kind of stuff, check us out at Beware the Board on TikTok and on YouTube Shorts. I think that's it, Ben. All right, see you all later. All right, we'll see you guys next time.